It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. Yo, baby, yo, here we go. Let's start the show. It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Trella, and with me, as always, my brother from another mother is Trader Andy. What's up, my dude? How you doing today? What's going on, bro? How's everything going today? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, but I think I'm doing a little bit better than uh, Mr. Mimi down there. Nick, how you feeling? Ooh, rough shape today. Yeah. Rough shape. I, I, yeah, I got. I got to take you off the focus spot. There you go. Boom. Yeah. All right. Now you're. Yeah, now you're, you're on the sidelines. Listen, yeah. listen, squad. This guy's sick as a dog, man. He he showed up. This guy's usually ready to go at like eight fifteen. We're already in the live stream. We're ready to go. Nick showed up like. 30 seconds ago. Like I think he was sleeping. A <laughs> yeah, and a half yeah, ago. You know what he looks like? Yeah, he looks like Willis Reed walking onto the court for the Madison Square Garden for the Knicks. You know, walking <laughs> on to perform for you guys right now. All right. All right. We got a lot going on today. Let, let, let's start it off the way that we always do. Okay. Nick, why don't you take a victory lap real quick? Derek Cole crushing it right now. That's my victory lap. He ain't cheating. <laughs> Oh, I might have just jinxed it. He, he, he's in <laughs> trouble, man. <laughs> he's got a lot going on. We'll talk about that later, though. Well, it's a good thing he's playing Minnesota. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I thought um, Donaldson, after the comments he made, was wearing um, protective padding on his ribs in uh, batting <laughs> practice. So he's ready. All right, all right. A- Andy, what's your victory lap for today? I'm going to talk about one of my guys that I've been supporting for years. Uh, I always thought that he was like a on-base machine and you know, developing power and the power's definitely developed this year. And now he's become one of the most complete players in the league. Jesse Winker. That's my boy. He's going to hit 30 plus home runs. Uh, he has like 1,250 at bats with like a, almost a 400 on base percentage. Uh, I just love the guy. And uh, he's just growing into his own, you know, right around that 27 years uh, old. And, you know, he's, he's doing his thing. All right. I, I don't have a sports or fantasy sports related uh, victory lap this week. It hasn't been that great of a week. Um, but I, bro, in two weeks, I lost 14 pounds, guys. So I, I never cared about my weight one lick, but, you know, I got these <laughs> respiratory things going on. I, I got this trip planned. That's why uh, you, you like the shirt. I told you I'd have another Hawaiian shirt for you. Get yeah, ready to put your makeup on. We're actually going to come up to talk about your shirt during your crash and burn, right? That shirt has to be on that. Wow. Well, yeah, man. I, I I lost 14 pounds. I'm proud of that. So, you know, let's keep it going. I'm going to try to see if I can get us to, get us to 20 by next week. All right. All right. So if you're going to take a victory lap half the time, you're going to crash and burn. So, Nick, I think yours might just be your existence right now. My existence right now good. is is the crash and burn. I was in bed for three hours just now. <laughs> I was wow. power watching for two hours today. <clears throat> Watch my daughter swim, cry for 30 minutes straight of swimming lessons. So it's been a great day. Oh, oh man. Sorry sorry to hear it. A- Andy, I brought Byron Buxton's almost back, so we can't do that one again. So what, what's your crash and burn today? I was, I was actually going to talk about him during my rant that I'm all excited that he's returning. But – we're going to talk about one of my guys that I know you both know I, I love, and I, I think it's time to you know, move on from this guy and just stop supporting him. Uh, Kevin Biggio from the, the Blue Jays, 
you guys uh, have been on me for years about him. I just, you know, similar, similar type of player that I like, Jesse Winker type, on base percentage, does all this stuff. And this guy's just hard garbage, hot garbage right now. And uh, I'm moving on. All right. All right. My crash and burn is Michael Fulmer. It's my TGFBI team again. I'm still holding on to a top 20 spot, but the chase for saves for me in this league has been ridiculous. Um, Stolmont, Dolis, and now Fulmer has got some kind of shoulder problem. He's basically done. So it's the, it's the Cisnero and Gregory Soto show. So I, I'm peace out on that. I'm on to the next, the, the next guy hoping for saves, man. Add into that crash and burn. The worst part about it is, and we just talked about Donaldson. If I would have stuck to my guns, you guys remember my bold prediction. The beginning of the year was, was <laughs> Melancone is going to lead the league in saves. Well, mm -hmm. guess what? He's running away with it. If I, now I, I love my James Karinchak. He's doing awesome. But if I would have stuck to my guns and instead of going Karinchak and Donaldson, if I would have went with Chris Bryant early, which was my guy and Melancone, I'd be, I'd be taking it down. So crash and burn back on me. Andy, you said a, you had a rant you wanted to go with. Well, well let me just uh, give a little story of what's going on this, the past weekend. Uh, my son's uh, fifth birthday today. Uh, happy birthday, little Mac. Uh, we had a, uh, a big party at the house. Both these guys were here as well. There was, you know, 80 people here, 30 kids, we had a giant foam party. It looked like Club Abyss in 1998, and you know, you know, we just had a crazy long party, and you know, just blessed to, to have a son. And uh, I just want to say happy birthday, little man. Yep. All right. That's hardly a rant. So I, I passed something. you, Andy. By the way, today I passed. It was yesterday, I think. I was driving home from work, and you were like pressing your son over the top of your head, walking in the house. Ah, uh, you know, that's what I do because I pick things up and I put them down. Get workouts. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about something that has nothing to do with sports for a minute. I'm a little <laughs> mad about. And, and it's basically the whole world. But you guys know I'm a dog guy. My family's a dog family. My wife is is the dog whisperer, basically. And we've had a dog. I'm 46 years old. I don't think I went more than two years in my entire life that I didn't have man's best friend as my best friend. And I got a little, little, uh, you know, little wimpy dog now too. We got a one of these little, little, little uh, lap dogs. Yeah, we wanted to. What did we want to name him at first, Andy? We wanted to name him Boogie, 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 because the opposite of Boogie. But his name's Ralphie, right? And my wife takes him to the groomer, whatever it is, once a month or whatnot. And this woman at the groomer, she has like 11 dogs there they tell us that it takes 30 to 45 minutes or whatever to do the grooming then we get there and they, she says it takes an hour and a half and there's like 11 dogs there and my dog wears a freaking t-shirt he's eight pounds like he's Diaper. scared to death he's freaking fighting as hell barking and woofing and it's the craziest place you've ever seen there's cats roaming all over the place and everything like this but my rant is not about the dog groomer. Why can't people out in the world, if you make an appointment for something, why can't you keep the appointment? Like, if you tell me to be there at 2.30, I, 
Why is it that I'm waiting in a waiting room until 3.15? Why is my dog got to go in there? He's shaking like a little, like, he he's eight pounds. He looks like a ferret. And he's in there with Doberman pictures and everything, screaming at him. And you make him wait for 45 minutes before you even get to him. He's there for three and a half hours. You go to the doctor's office, the same crap happens to you. So do me a favor, guys. If you're in one of these businesses, I'm in the restaurant business. If you're on a wait for a table, we send you a text. Oh, your table's ready. Oh, your table's not ready yet. Why can't the dog groomer do that? I'm sick of it. I've had it. I'm up to here with that. All right. Let's go on to something positive. That's all the negative I got for today. Um, last week, we raised over $300 for the American Heart Association. That was our first charity of the week. And we want to everyone this week. Um, it is one once again that's near and dear to our hearts. Um, I am I live in Colonia. I live lived here my whole life. Andy, you're from Woodbridge Township originally as well. Uh Nick, you went to Rutgers, right? I did. I did. did. I was a Nick's Scarlet a Rutgers Knight. grad. Uh, I'm a Rutgers uh Drop attempted out. grad, whatever sense. whatever. I went to Rutgers. Uh, I did too. Yeah, for you, and, and, Andy Andy went to the parties at Rutgers. Um mm. But so we're talking, Nick. You want to talk about it a minute, or you're too sick to talk? Which was that? The um, uh, about Eric Legrand's. Uh, Eric Legrand is um, yeah. That was he's from Colonia. Like yeah, he's um, yeah. He uh, that was a freak accident. He's still not able to walk. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> All right, cool. I got you. So so this week's charity of the week is. Eric Legrand's A Walk to Believe. It's part of the Christopher Reeve Foundation, which searches for cures and treatments for paralyzed people. Um, Eric is from my hometown. He went to Rutgers where me and Nick both went. So this is near and dear to our hearts. Um, his event is this weekend. So you could see right there on the bottom. It's scrolling along the bottom. If you're listening to this, it's AWT. B21 at fundraise.org. That's not fundraise. That's fundraise. So that's our charity of the week. So let's, guys, let's hit it and let's see what we could do to uh, raise some money and help Eric out with his amazing cause. And I'll tweet out the uh, link later on tonight when we're done. Okay. But absolutely. The bottom line is that everyone's here because we have a Scott Fishbowl invite to give away. And you guys ready to do it? Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Let's I'm do it. To get one of my, I'm trying to get one myself. Yeah, we're still working on that. We get we uh, got we got something going on. So I don't know. I I, I hired a uh, you know I couldn't get Bob Menery, but I got the next best thing to kind of walk us through this. We're gonna do a hundred yard dash. We got ten guys. We asked them to uh, tweet at us what their victory laps were, and we got a couple of ridiculous ones. Uh, from running to the refrigerator to get fat all the way to great ones where people are helping to early detect people with, with cancer, <laughs> intervening with people that are, aren't feeling good about themselves and try, trying to you know save the world. So we got some good people out there that are trying to win an SFB 11 spot. And without fur further ado, let's do it, man. Let's see who wins. Let's go. And here we are at the stack attack track. We're on a 100-yard dash for a Scott Fishbowl 11 entry. We got 10 runners ready to go. 
on your mark, get set, and go! They're off, and oh my goodness, Nick Presimpe is off to a tremendous lead, and now it looks like he must have pulled a hamstring, and Rambo Prophet is off, oh no, he fell asleep while he was at it too, it looks like Pigbird Jet Fan just drank a Red Bull as he's off to a flying star, oh, and now he looks like he took a cramp as well, PDFF on the bottom, what is going on with two Heine down on the bottom, Two, honey, what did you forgot to run today? What is going on here? It looks like Pig Bird Jet Fan up at the top in the second column is ready to take the lead, but PDFF is ready to come. Oh my goodness, here comes Jerry Smith coming in from behind. Tubadeus up at the top. It's gonna come down to the final wire. Pig Bird Jet Fan at the 10, at the 5, still at the 5. Still at the five! Still at the five! And he crosses the finish line, and it's a photo finish! But Pigbird Jet Fan beats out PDFF by a nose! But this guy on the bottom, two high nine, does not care about Pigbird Jet Fan's big moment! He just wants to take a rest in the sun! I think that he might not even be able to beat Trader Andy in a race. We're going to have to wait until he gets there. He's at the 40. Oh, my goodness. I think he fell asleep. Andy, get the man a Red Bull. What are we going to do? Congratulations to Pigbird. I'm so sorry to PDFF. You finished second. Pigbird, you're going to the Scott Fishbowl 11. Congratulations, my man, but you can't go to the winner's circle until 209 finishes the race. But I don't think he can do it. Oh my goodness, what is happening down there? I've never seen such a. Oh, wait a second, here he comes now. Can he do it? 10, 5, 5. Four, three, two, he did it! It's a moral victory for 299, and a big congratulations to Pig Bird Jet Fan. Thank you for coming, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How much fun was that? Uh, <laughs> how's your voice? All right, all right, uh, all right. So, first off, on behalf of that announcer, if anybody's Twitter handle was mispronounced or anything like that, I would like to apologize. I figured out after the fact that it was some play on 209, not 209. But like I said, Bob Mennery was not available. So uh, <laughs> let's bring him on, man. I got Pigbird ready to go. Woo! There he is. There he is. All right. <laughs> Congrats, so, buddy. Congrats. Congrats. Congratulations, man. Are you excited? I am. I am. Thank you very much. I thought you were going to leave me at the one yard line. It's waiting to be over. It's but sure you guys like it, for me. So, 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 Pigbird, do you actually have a name, or do you want to stick with Pigbird? Because Mike. I'm okay either way. Oh, is that Michael Miller? Your name is Mike. It's a boring name. No, I go with Pigbird. That's uh, not Mike Miller. No. <laughs> no. All right. Is yes, that Mike is. Miller? Yes, it is. Yes, sir. You're, oh, hey, you're Mike you Miller. Here we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, we, we there, there's a Joe Miller in there, and and we know who he is. He he's. He's a, a neighbor of ours, and we always thought that you were related to him and like a cousin or something like that. So, all right, man. You never know. Right. So, 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 Mike, also known as Pigbird, you got to explain the Twitter handle to us. 
The, uh, well, okay, I'll explain it. My, my wife's name is Robin, so I had a long-standing joke about her being a bird. He needed to get even, and, you know, I'm pretty messy, so I'm a pig, and we got combined into pig bird. Probably not worth the airtime, but you asked and I told you. Oh, that's you awesome. the orders and I comply. That's how it works. That's an absolutely awesome story. I love it. That, that's You're perfect. Very I mean, look at us. We're Andy and Jeff and, and Mimi, the most boring name on Twitter ever. The oldest so, one. <laughs> that's true. I feel yeah. better about myself now. You're absolutely uh, right. Uh, all right. All right. So how long you been playing fantasy football, man? Uh, about five years. Okay, is this your first time trying to get into the Scott Fishbowl? Absolutely. Nice. All right, man. So one for one. Awesome, awesome. Good for you. I, I'm one for two. Nick's two for two. Andy's still 0 for one, but we're holding out hope for him, all right? So so, so I'm going to put you on the spot. You're, you're, you're in the biggest tournament in the world now. So give me a sleeper for this year for fantasy football. A sleeper, Elijah Moore. Yeah, Ooh, especially if Crowder is not on the team, but even if he is, okay, all right, he's we're, looking we're, good. All right, we're we're, we're going to talk about him a little bit more too. He's on our uh, on our notes, Elijah Moore. So I like that. All right, um, guys, you have any questions for Pigboard before we let him go celebrate whatever way it is that he celebrates? What draft spot? Yeah, what draft spot you want? Ooh, I'll take five top five you're hoping for five did you put that in uh, on scottfishbowl.com i i didn't do i do i get my choice am i like king of the entire bowl is that how this works no 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 no, no. but but you get to, you get to put in what your your personal preference is Ooh, I'll, I'll go put Just that in. DM, dm nick about it i know you know we we've uh we've interacted with you a couple times on twitter before so we know who you are it Just hit nick with a dm and yeah. he'll explain it all uh we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing a lot of uh a lot of Scott Fishbowl stuff coming up as we lead up, so you could always hit us up. Uh, maybe we'll have you back on the week after the draft to kind of recap how you did. All right, that sounds good. Yeah, you don't want to ask me for any Scott Fishbowl advice because I'm going to be on the beach in Jamaica during the draft, so I'm dead money this year. So yeah, yeah, no, I, you, you're no good to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hit up Nick. And, and I'll be we'll, off. Uh, we'll, we'll make it happen, man. All right, Mike. Appreciate lot, you, guys. man. Be good, All right. bro. Take, take care. Take Congrats, it man. Congrats. All right. Peace out, bro. Oh, man. That was fun. I like that. <laughs> All right. Oh. Oh, Trader Andy is the man. All right. Look at that. You're getting some love I got, in, in the I chat. got some, uh, some guests. All right. Good for you. All right. Well, let's <laughs> let's highlight Andy now because we're gonna uh we're gonna do what we do best, and that's baseball first. All right, it is baseball season, so let's transition over to there. Let Nick tape take a nap for a little while. And uh, you know, kind of do what we do best. Nick, I'll wake you up if uh, all right, if, if you yeah. pass out on us, okay? Right. That's okay. Those Fair off. Enough. That's cool. Okay. All right. So the big thing this week was the whole sticky fingers going on and, and spider tack and all this with the pitchers. It doesn't really right now. I I'm not a big fan on speculating what might happen if these players are suspended or whatever. When they're suspended, I'll give you my take. Andy will give you his take on what we need to do, what players are going to come to the forefront, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the players that are in question right now, I mean, I think personally, I think almost everybody's doing it. It's the same mm -hmm. as the steroid error. I'm pretty sure everybody's involved, but the yeah. players being named right now because their spin rate dropped off last week, Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, 
Clayton Kershaw. We have shares of all these guys. Nick, huh? did you see Garrett Cole trying to answer a question about this? It was embarrassing. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, was that was bad. He was not prepped. He needs better PR people. No. We got better PR people than him. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. Right. So, yeah, it's going to hit the fan. I, I almost cursed there. YouTube, I, I'm not going to curse. I'm sorry. But it, we're expecting up to 10-game suspensions. Somebody's going to get suspended, and whatever. You just reserve them and pick somebody else up. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you should sell high on Trevor Bauer right now because he's going to get suspended. He's probably going to get suspended, but you drafted him in the second round. So there's a reason to hold on to him. So I don't want to talk about this too much. If anybody needs a bit, uh, you know, a more in-depth opinion about this, hit me up on Twitter and, and we'll definitely spitball on it a little bit. But let's get to some players that are interesting. Uh, Andy, starting off, I want to do a couple pictures real quick. Kyle Gibson might be in the conversation for the Cy Young. Scary. I can't believe that. I can't believe Because he it. gave up like eight earned runs opening day. Do you have any interest in this guy at all? Or is this a, a massive, massive sell high? I I think he's playing a little bit over his head. I I don't I never trusted him. I used to always pick on him in uh, uh DFS as well. It's just he's doing better than anticipated. Um maybe it's related to maybe some of the you know doctoring of the ball too. You never know. Uh, you know, some of these guys that really haven't done well and then all of a sudden are doing well this year, they're going to be, you know, on, on the, you know, on the spot here. But I just don't know if I don't trust him. I don't, he's probably going to get traded, you know, and you don't know yeah, where he's going to go to. He's definitely going to get traded. So it, it's going to change. Uh, I just, I would sell high on him if you could. I, I can't disagree with that, man. I love that take. All right. What what did you think about Jackson Coar the other day? I mean, I mean, obviously there were, weren't any results, but what was your feeling coming into him being brought up? Because I was excited and then let down. Uh, I actually <clears throat> tweeted out how excited I was about it, and he looked like crap. Well, but I, I think a week before he uh, even got called up, I was already prepping that, and I was saying uh, that this is a guy that all those people who spent the money on Alex Manoa. This is another guy for those who missed out. This is a guy who's going to come up and help you. All right. Don't, like I said, be patient with some of these young guys. They don't always come up and do great the first day. Uh, I mean, look at Logan Gilbert. He was really bad in the beginning. I told you guys, stay true to him, hold on to him, get him cheap if you could. And he's coming along. And, you know, Jack, Jackson Cover had a, had a bad game. Yeah. He didn't even get out of the first inning, but his, his stuff is great. He, you know, pitched really well in college and in the minors. He's he's going to do good. You know, he's only 24 years old. The Royals are really, really exciting with that staff. I love, you know, at least four or five of them. So it's going to be exciting to see them doing. He's going to be a big part of it. All right. Yeah, and, and to piggyback on your point, if you guys go back to the preseason podcast that we had with James Anderson, we talk, we did a whole, a whole show on – prospect pitchers and really the theme of the whole thing was they're going to struggle they're going to struggle they're going to struggle and the only real two rookie pitchers that are doing anything right now uh one is trevor rogers who's my victory lap of the year so far um and the other is probably casey mize which i know is one of nick's guys so Mm -hmm. other than that all the rookie pitchers are basically struggling for the most part right 
Yeah. They show show flashes, you know, and, and they're going to get hit hard. You know, they they all have to adapt to what's up here. All right. So you just Andy, you just said the next thing I want to talk about is flash showing flashes rookie pitcher Tariq mm-hmm. Skubal. Yeah, absolutely. Right. He's a There's guy one. who struggled. He struggled big time in the beginning and I I think over the last four games he has like 30 plus strikeouts in like 16 innings. He's, you know, showing amazing stuff. He's on everyone's list now. Everyone's trying to get him. But, you know, he had, he had great stuff showing it last year. You know, people got him, and you just have to be patient with these guys. Obviously, if you're trying to win a championship right now, you do not want to keep one of these guys on your team because they're going to be up and down. They're going to get hit around a little bit. They're going to show flashes, but then there's also going to be a, a pit innings limit too. So they're going to uh, affect you when you're trying to win in August and September. I can't disagree with anything you just said. All right. Uh, we got one pitcher going on to the disabled list or the injured list this this week. Sonny Gray. He's actually been phenomenal. Uh, I, I kind of – I have no shares, so I was kind of blindsided when I looked up how good he's doing with a 30% K rate and a below 30% hard hit rate. Um, Cincinnati's only five games out of the division – He's probably only going to miss five starts. We know Luis Castillo is struggling a little bit. You know, Cincinnati's pitching rotations really a hard sell with the ballpark. Andy, you, you know, you, you think you should uh, try to buy Sonny Gray right now based on the injury? It should be short term or the hell with him. If you don't have him, let it go. Uh, if the price is right, I would I would try definitely try to acquire him. He's definitely since he's left the Yankees, he's definitely shown that he's uh, a better pitcher and he can't pitch in the Bronx. And he he's solid. You know, last year was really good. This year he's shown really good signs as well. The the park is not really mattering with him. So I would buy if we can get him. All right, cool. All right, let's transition to hitters. I got a couple of hitters that are uh, coming off the IL. That's exciting. Trevor Story's coming back. There's really not that much to talk about him. He's he's a top two or three shortstop, great power asset. If you have him, you activate him. You buy him now if you can. He you won't you won't be able to buy him in a couple of weeks. Uh, and remember, they are at home, something like eighteen games, I think it is in September. So down the stretch, buying Rockies players is going to be a boon for your team. Uh, but one of your guys, uh, Byron Buxton, is out on rehab right now and might be back by this weekend. So. I'm sure you're excited about that. Absolutely. <laughs> All stand up. All right. And another guy just came back is Cabrian Hayes. I know both of you yes! guys love this guy. It's my guy, man. I freaking love that guy. Take, I'm sorry. I'm getting in. excited. I'm getting excited. Go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you. He's like, he's like the most complete prospect I've seen in years. Like he's a gold glove third baseman. He gets on base. He's fundamentally sound, uh, developing power. And he steals bases that no one even thought he was doing. I just love the guy. He just got to, to learn how to step on home plate when he hits a home run. And uh, I love the guy. Uh, between him and Brian Reynolds in that lineup, those are two guys that I'm all in on. I love both of their approaches. And if you can get them cheap, get them cheap. All right. What about one of their other uh, teammates, Adam Frazier? What do you think about him? I mean, he's he's always been solid. I I used him many times in DFS because he's always cheap. The guy's batting three thirty. He's batting on top of that lineup. I think he's like leading the league in doubles. Uh, he's always showing signs of uh, having a solid bat. He just didn't put it together like this. And he's uh de- definitely been a nice little sleeper for somebody. 
All right. Uh, like like I said, I my TGFBI team, I'm hurting for power, so I always like talking about yeah. home runs as much as I can. Um, Matt Chapman. Nick, you picked oh. him to win the MVP. <clears throat> Been struggling. Brutal. Brutal. Where are you guys at with this guy? Brutal. Don't trust him. Why? What has changed? What has changed from – why is he so bad now? What is, what is the situation here? I'm trying to figure this out. I, is he I just, hurt? Is he hurt? Is he not seeing the ball? I don't know. Well, he was coming off that hip injury, and that uh, delayed him uh, to start spring. But I feel he's healthy now, and his approach just is horrible. His K rate's over 30%. Uh, I have him on one of my teams that I'm in first place by a lot, and I feel if I trade him now – I'm in first place with him sucking right now. If I trade him now, he's going to hit like 15 home runs in a month, and I'm going to be pissed. So I'm just going to hold tight and see maybe he can turn this around and have like a Jose Ramirez type year where he was crap in the first year, first half of the season, and then he became an MVP in the second half. Hey, I, I, I think you said it perfectly. All right, I, I'm going to do that. But what should I do about Austin Riley? The guy's red hot fire right now. What are we doing about that? What, what is there to do? You can't, you, 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 if you don't have them, you can't get them because the price is going to be too high. Uh, the kid's dominating right now. He looks like the the player that the, the scouts all said was going to hit 30 to 40 home runs, easy, raw power. It's here. Uh, you know, His strikeout rate is still high. It's just below 30%. But you know, he, he's putting it together, and he's, he's hitting home runs in bunches. Um so is this, is this somebody that you think is going to continue on this path? Should we sell him if we have him and get the most we can? Or is this an upward trajectory for what's coming for the rest of his career? I, I think he, he's got easy 30, 35 home runs per year. You know? and I mean, if he can keep his average up like that, I mean, that would be a definite help because you know with everyone batting around 230 and he's – Batting higher than that right now, it, he definitely didn't show the average in the past. So it's it's good to see. All right. All right, Andy. I want to drop some knowledge on these people right now. All right. Let's check their acumen and see how intelligent they are and uh -oh. see what they know about Patrick Wisdom. Well, <laughs> come on. Uh, that was great. Uh, I didn't even uh, plan that. That was that was all right off really? the top of my head. Spitballing uh, that, right? I no, could freestyle with the best of them. This guy's still hitting home runs. What, what do you actually think about this guy? You know, uh, he, he was he's really, really old. He doesn't even count to go on uh team's uh top 30 list anymore because he's that old. But I mean, he's producing, he's he, he's doing what all the Cubs are doing, is playing over their head. They they weren't supposed to be winning and they're they're playing a lot better. They were supposed to sell the whole team, but uh, I mean here's he's a waiver wire guy. You grab him. Keep him while he's hot, and then when he falls off the cliff, just drop him. I, I, I'm embarrassed about this part. We were talking about the Raz Slam uh, fab last week, mm -hmm. and, and I, I only had three hundred and ten dollars left out of the thousand, so I was the second lowest in my in my league, which mm -hmm. is part of the reason why I'm in second place. And I ended up getting Patrick Wisdom. As as my only guy, I picked six players and I went all in on all of them for three ten, and he was the sixth one, and he's the one I got. So he went one for four today, the first day on my team. I I don't think you thought that through. 
All right. I'm going to check your <laughs> wisdom, Andy, and your oh. wisdom, Nick. Oh, we're in trouble. So, 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 so Patrick Wisdom <clears throat> just hit eight home runs in his first 10 games. That's only happened one other time. Can you name that player? This is Shane Spencer. No. Good guess. Oh. Good guess. Good guess. Oh. I don't know. Sanchez? I don't know. Gary? No. It was it was very recent. It was Aristides Aquino yeah. from the Cincinnati yeah. Reds. Came who has done absolutely nothing since those 10 days. So if you're buying super high on Patrick Wisdom, just keep Aquino in your back pocket that that might be the end result. Hey, kudos, Andy, you said the Cubs are playing over their head and everything. Kudos to them. They're playing fantasy baseball right now, and they're selling high. You know, Brian's been a little banged up the last couple days. He's in and out of the lineup. Wisdom batted third today. So they're not stupid. They're not like, all right, this guy's going to fizzle out any minute. They're like, no, he's hitting bombs left and right. He's our best hitter right now. And it might only be 10 days, but they rode the wave. I got him in Raslam. He's one for four for me. It's all going downhill from here. That's all. That's what I expect. <laughs> but I got a guy that I think is a better source of power for the rest of the season. And I'm I know curious what, say. What, what you think. I know and I've been on say. this guy for a couple of years. I have him. Um... I have him in my 30 team dynasty league. I've been hurting at first base. I've been starting oh. uh, Phil Goslin for the whole season because Votto was out. Votto's back now. I traded for Ty France, uh, so I have options at first base now. But Bobby Bradley's here. I'm not worried about my batting average. I need no. power. So talk to me, Andy. What do we think about this guy? Normally, last year I wouldn't have said this, but I, I feel that he's a, a good acquisition now. Uh, his average is the one thing that would scare me, but everyone's average is in the two thirties now. So even if he bats two ten, it's not as bad as he'd be batting two ten when everyone's batting two sixty. So uh, he has tremendous raw power. He's you know hit, hit nine or ten home runs in the first month in uh, the minor leagues. And I, I just you know he's gonna be solid. You know the, he's gonna get every opportunity to play out there too in Cleveland. Yeah, they took him out of the lineup today though. Um, so I, I don't even know what that's about against the righty. He, he started, what was he? He was like four for five with a home run in his first two games. Then yeah. he went 0 for five and they sit him on the bench. Like, come uh, on, man, let the kid out there and play. Your team stinks. Well, actually, they're pretty good. <laughs> their offense stinks. Uh, you, you know, give the man the playing time. I, I'm looking, I'm looking at this guy as somebody that might hit 20 home runs the rest of the season, the rest of the way. Everywhere that I own him, including TGFBI, I picked him up. I'm not worried about my batting average. I drafted for batting average this season before the year. So in a year where the, the league batting average is 235, 236, all of my fantasy teams, all 17 of them, are sitting 265, 270, and I'm in first or second place in that category. And third place is way down below me. So I could give up a lot of average and I could hit these home runs with somebody like Bobby Bradley. So yeah. this is my guy, man. I'm ha I I'm attaching on my my two leagues. I want to win this this uh 30 team league. I'm I'm way out of first, but I'm in second. But there's other people saying that they're in second. 
So I gotta take it down. I gotta <laughs> win second place, or at least beat the people that are that are that are speaking incorrectly. And TGFBI, like that, that would be my dream to take that all down. So, Bobby Bradley, man, let's go. All right. Yeah. Andy, anything else on baseball you want to talk about before we see if Nick is still alive and awake? <laughs> wow. Might have to yeah, it was. It was it, it's actually funny. Somebody uh, in the comments said, "Wow, Nick's sick and he's talking more than he normally does." <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. So, uh, yeah, a couple of things I'm going to talk about each week. I'm going to bring up a couple guys who are in the minor leagues right now who are doing well and have an opportunity to possibly come up and go. You know, so you can get like pick them up on the waiver wire a week or two early and and solidify a position. Uh, you know who's actually doing really well this year? Who was hot garbage last year and played in played in the majors for. Uh, part of the season was uh, Joey Bart. He's uh, heating up. He's uh, batting crazy right now. He's hitting for power. He's batting, you know, close to 400 or something like that. So I think he's, they're talking about him possibly coming up as well. Uh, and then uh, you have uh, the guy that's not coming up right away. They just announced today, but uh, Duran from the Red Sox, I feel that he's going to come up uh, probably by the all-star break and he could provide, you know, maybe, eight to 10 home runs and 10 to 12 stolen bases in half a season and really help you in those uh, counting stats. And then uh, another guy who's a guy I drafted in the uh, preseason drafts. He didn't make the team after having a really, really good spring, got sent to the minors and he's just dominating right now. Uh, Dalton Jeffries from the uh, Oakland A's. He obviously, he doesn't strike out a lot of batters, but he has pinpoint control and he's just dominating. I, I think he hasn't walked the guy yet this year. I think he has 13 strikeouts to zero walks, and uh, he has a 1.37 ERA, and he's doing very well, and he's going to have an opportunity to come up with all those young pitchers in that staff and provide some help. Uh, so those are the guys I want to talk about who are going to help you. Obviously, uh, the, the players like uh, Jared Kelnick, is over 39 streak. <laughs> uh, obviously, that's my boy. I'm a Mets fan. I, I have sour grapes on it and everything. Uh, don't give up on him, obviously. Uh, hold tight if you can. Uh, Alex Manoa, who's getting beat up a little bit, still has great stuff. Uh, he's he's like a, a Lance Lynn uh, uh, prototype, and I think he's going to do just as well. And then, uh, like we were talking about before, uh, Kowar, don't, don't give up on him as well. He's got great stuff, and he'll be there. So, all right, that's all I got for for here, and maybe Nick can jump in there. Thank you. Anything to add to baseball, or we got to put the paddles on you and go to football? Just Manoa's looking good right now. I believe it's uh, he's only given up one run right now to uh, the White Sox, so it's getting there. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. And that, that that's a lineup. Nick, Nick, what are we gonna do about Adam Eaton? This guy. Like I all right, he's batting two hundred, but everybody is. He's hitting home runs, not really stealing bases, but he seems to do something every game. But he only plays like three days a week now. Like, are 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 you benching him? Because I'm getting ready to bench him. Don't drop him. Bench I'm not going to drop him. I'm not no. going to drop him because he's going to go. Because he can he can go off at any time. Right. Just got to get right. him out of this clump. So we're gonna hold him. I'm gonna bench yeah. him in TGFBI. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm playing Trevor Larnick over him. I got I got He's... Grisham coming back, and I just got Bobby Bradley. So I, I think Adam Eaton's going to the bench. Yo, real Not quick, a... let me just say one thing. Taiwan yep. Walker is for real. 
hold tight on him. I said that in the beginning of the year. I love that guy. I have him on most of my teams, and uh, definitely stick tight with him. Dude, there's so many people named Mike in our chat right now. <laughs> it's all, that, it's all that, the same person. That 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 no, that was for Mike F. Man, Mike F. Uh, was asking about Taiwan Walker. That's awesome. Good good piece. Good piece. All right, Nick. Let's wake up, man. Good right. morning. We're gonna that's talk up. some football. Hey. All right. All right. Right now it's best ball season, and yep. we're in the middle of with the with the fantasy six pack team of experts for football in the middle of a best ball draft on underdog which right now is the spot to be for best ball we're actually going to do i don't know if we're going to get to it next week but we're going to do the four major best ball sites underdog uh best ball tens FanDuel and DraftKings. we're going to do one and break it down and give you our, our picks and how our team turned out from them but we're going to start right now with underdog and usually i leave nick for last on football but we got to make sure he's maintaining a pulse so nick <laughs> why don't why don't why don't you tell tell us about your team that you drafted i believe you were on the sixth spot yep. Six spot. spot yeah all right bring it bring it to us man what's what you got yeah six spot i went um jonathan taylor derrick henry went at five so i took jt there uh, I like Taylor over Zeke and Saquon. I think it's a safer pick this year. Flip back, I got DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Carson. Uh, I went a little bold. I took Kyle Pitts in the fourth. Why not? Helped with uh, Julio going too. Yeah, big time. Yeah, but th yeah. this is not not tight end premium here. No, no. Uh, this league is half PPR, regular tight end. So, and then I got super flex. He's not a regular tight end. Let me mention that just in case to make sure as we're talking about it. It's it's one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a flex, a tight end, and 10 bench. All right. So, Nick, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. I went uh, next. I needed a running back, so I took your boy Travis from Jacksonville. I can never pronounce his last name. Uh, Etienne. Etienne. Went back-to-back -back Jags, DJ Chark, who got called out by Urban Meyer. I saw for not being strong enough or something to that uh, extent. Uh, took my boy, Michael Carter. I think he's going to erupt this year. I think he's going to be a top five rookie running back. Then I went Debo Samuel, Tom Brady, my boy, Elijah Moore. He is looking good and good. He's right now the best player in OTAs on the Jets team. And this kid's going to be shooting up the board and redraft. Uh, from there, I just kind of took flyers on people. Ray Gore, Johnu Smith, I think he's going to be a sleeper tight end. Took Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. Uh, Ty Johnson has the potential to be the starting Jets running back. And then I just took Zach Gertz in the 16th round. So if he gets traded to, say, Indy, then he, hey, he's going to boost. Yeah. Bonus. And, and, it, it, and you're, you're looking good at tight end. You, I think you yeah. said you had Janu and Pitts. Mm -hmm. So you're looking good. All right. Let's, yep. let's recap your team real quick uh, by position. And, and if, if any, any of these players jump out, you have something you want to say about them, go for it. So quarterback, you have Tom Brady, who uh, is probably going to be in the top three or four in touchdown passes. Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. So you got two rookies, but only yeah. one of them start every week. Yeah. So, so what's it's your thoughts on your quarterbacks there? Uh, Fields is going to have the blowout potential. He's going to have that Lamar Jackson type effect. He starts running. He's looking good in OTAs. Dalton doesn't look that good. So he very well could be the day one starter just off that. Uh, Zach Wilson's a day one starter. That's pretty obvious, and he's looking good too. So 
both rookies looking very nice. I saw Trevor Lawrence do two pick sixes uh, yesterday or today. So he's off right. to a rough start with the hammy. <laughs> All right. Your running backs, my concern with you is you only took five, and they tend to get hurt fairly mm-hmm. often. Yeah, it's a so, so I think we got a round or two left. I would suggest you take yep. another running back. Yep. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I know he's in your top three this year for Dynast- redraft, I believe. D- D- Dynasty. Okay. It's um, CMC, Cook, uh, Derrick Henry. He's right on the four five mark. Yeah. So he's one of your top five. Yep. Uh, and, and then you took Chris Carson, ATM we talked about, and then you handcuffed Ty Johnson and Michael Carter. So yep. you lo- you're looking good there. You did a good job of focusing on your bye weeks. They're all different week, except for obviously the two Jets. Um, other than volume, you got a lot of uh, a lot of safe picks, and then you got the upside guys with ATN and Carter that could go off. Then, and they're, they're, they're both big play players, so they're, mm-hmm. they're going to – they're going to hit home runs at any time. That's pretty nice. I like that. I know you're a big D hop guy. Yep. Uh, I receiver one. You also took DJ Chark, Samuel, Elijah Moore. We talked about earlier with Pigbird and Jalen Rager. So what, what was your thought process with your wide receivers there? Hopkins is my wide receiver one. Uh, DJ Chark, I think, is in for a big season. I do think with the new rookie quarterback, he may struggle a little bit. I think Debo and Elijah Moore are going to have the exact same role in fantasy perspective. Uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. And then Ray Gore, why not? Second season with a new quarterback, and uh, hopefully they build some chemistry there. He's a first-round pick after all. All right, Andy, let's talk about your team. You you got to pick from the fifth spot. You have it up. You can read it off for us. Yep, yep. Uh, oh, we lost for, Nick, so. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, uh, Nene. Will's Reed going to the locker room. Uh, we got uh, Derek Henry. I took uh, from the fifth spot. And uh, coming back around, I took uh, Devontae Adams uh, with uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, who I love. Um, uh, then I went, took one Andy, of the best. before you go on, they were just yeah. talking about Dobbins, that in mm-hmm. Ravens camp right now, the number one focus is on Lamar getting the ball to the running backs. Through the air. So, boom. Oh, well, the, the, my next pick is Lamar Jackson. I took <laughs> him in the, in the fourth round. So, that was a great uh, layup you gave me right there. Uh, and then I went with uh, Javante uh, Williams from uh, Denver. Uh, my One of my favorite uh, wide receivers, uh, Chase Claypool. And I actually went Juju after that. So, then after that, I hit up my first uh, tight end with uh, Noah Fant. Uh, and then Leonard Fournette. The, the old man, he's going to get the ball and still be productive like he showed last year. And then I took uh, went with some uh, older wide receivers who uh, should be solid this year in uh, uh, Corey Davis and Ty Hil- uh, T.Y. Hilton. And then um, quarterback, I went Carson Wentz. I think the, the new uh, area with all those weapons, I think he's going to definitely have something to prove, and I think he'll do pretty well this year. Uh, then I took J- J.D. McKinsey and uh, Tevin Coleman. Uh, Austin Hooper, and I ended up so far with uh, uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. All right. Overall, All I'm right. pretty happy about it. So, so, so Nick, I'm going to ask you to break down Andy's team because you're the football guy. So, yeah. at, cor- at quarterback, he has Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, Ben Roethlisberger. Can you do any better than that? In- no. no, it's awesome. 
Yeah, it's That's awesome. It's the weeks that the weeks Lamar struggles, you got Ben. I mean, as long as he stays healthy. Yep. So it's good. It's a good snag. And Wentz could be a bounce back player. Okay. And, and all right. So let's go to running backs. He took Derrick Henry, who I'm mm-hmm. in love with this year. Uh-huh. J.K. Dobbins, who we just talked about. I'm in love Solid. with this year. Solid RB too. Javante Williams, who's my favorite rookie running back this year. Leonard Fournette, Tevin Coleman, and J.D. McKissick. Yeah, not bad. I mean, it's it's top heavy. Javante Williams is going to be the starter at some point this season, especially if Denver can uh, sneak into Sean Watson or Aaron Rodgers. But uh, as of now, he's going to have no quarterback, so they might be relying on the running back heavily. Right. So at this point, he has six running backs, and only two of them have the same bye week, and that's Fournette and McKissick. So he, he's got basically McKissick is stud. studs in his yeah, he's a stud. every single week, man. Yeah, That's a great job. All right, so his wide receivers, Devontae Adams. Here's where it gets a little questionable. Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster. What are your thoughts on that, Nick? It scares me. As it scares me with Ben. As, but it's best ball, and he has yeah. big Ben. Ben's so, got to stay healthy. If Ben is not healthy, it's crash and burn. Yeah, but isn't this a – considering that he has Lamar Jackson oh, and, yeah, Devontae, yeah. and Devontae Adams, yeah. right? Having Big Ben and handcuffing him with two of his receivers. Mind you, Deontay Johnson's my favorite of the three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's another story for another day. Um, so he has two of the Big Ben's receivers. So on any given week, if one of them pops off, he's going to yep. have a huge week in best. Oh, play. yeah. Huge. Right. So it's very possible. Mm-hmm. T.Y. Hilton is... A great best ball player because he's either a zero or a million. Yep, he's a DFS nightmare or genius. Every single quarterback, a new quarterback, and and Corey Davis, who we'll talk about a little bit more in a few minutes. All right, you might be lacking a little bit on tight end. Yep, Noah Fant, I love him. If if Aaron Rodgers goes there, I mean, it's almost like you hedged yourself. You got Devontae Adams, you got Noah Fant. One of them is going to be a stud. Right, whoever gets Aaron Rodgers, you're set to go. Um, and Austin Hooper, who I know Andy just can't quit on all Never. the time, so you're yeah. probably gonna need another tight end in there. You might need a little bit more wide receivers without by week number seven, but I'm pretty jealous of this team. I think you did pretty damn well, and I think it's I, I think it's better than what I did. All right, not bad, not bad for a baseball guy, yeah, not bad at all. So let's talk about me. As always, when we do a pit, do a draft, I got the worst pick, number eight. Um, <laughs> I got sniped for my guy. Who's my guy, guys? First round. Who's my guy? Come on. Derek Henry. Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah, him. <laughs> <laughs> but I got sniped. You took Derek Henry earlier. Um, so I ended up with Ezekiel Elliott. I, I left Nick Chubb on the board. I'm not in love with either of them. So I just took the best running back. Whatever. Round two, Antonio Gibson. I feel like that's kind of a little bit of a reach. Round three and four, I went wide receiver with Michael Thomas and Chris Godwin. Nick, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you what you think about that. Miles Gaskin. I did a lot of stacking in this league my, myself, so I took Miles Gaskin in the fifth, um, and then I was at work in round six, and I was pissed off. I was in a bad mood, and I looked at it, I'm like. F it. I'm just going to take Dak Prescott. 
he's the best quarterback out there. So I got Dak Prescott at, at quarterback, which I kind of like it the way it worked out. Uh, my first tight end is Dallas Goddard. Then I went floor, ceiling, ceiling at wide receiver with Jarvis Landry, Jalen Waddle, and Michael Hardman. Waddle and Hardman are two of my favorite guys for best ball this year because they're going to do what T.Y. Hilton does, and they're going to pop off and have monster weeks. When, when Hardman has a good week, it's going to be 20 fantasy points, but most of the time it's going to be three or four fantasy points. So best ball, that's the best way if you want to, want to share. And I took someone like Jarvis Landry, who's always a floor guy, PPR. He's always going to have you know, 10 to 13 PPR points all the time. So I have somebody to pr- protect myself. And then I handcuffed that with Baker Mayfield, who has big weeks as well and protects me in case Dak gets hurt or disappoints, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, a couple of running backs after that, Philip Lindsay, Chubba Harbard. I know, I know, Nick, you like him a lot this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, Giovanni Bernard, because I'm addicted to these guys with these thighs. <laughs> uh, and then I took another quarterback just for some safety. I was going to take Big Ben, but the uh, – and I, I left him on the board for Andy. I like Big Ben better than Jared Goff, but the bye weeks just fit better for me. Big Ben, uh, I think he is the same bye week as Dak. So let, let's look at my team position by position. And Nick, you tell me what you think. So quarterback, I got Dak, Baker, and Jared Goff. Tell me what you think. It's upside. Right. Baker, Baker fills in there, and Jared Goff's going to have the occasional pop-off weeks. Right. Pigbird's asking us, do we know have any clue what Ben can do this year? I don't. If he can stay healthy, maybe. Yeah. Who That's knows? a problem. Otherwise, he's got, he's got the weapons. I, I think he's at the point now where everything's intermediate. I don't think he could throw the deep ball anymore. No. So, I mean, you have uh, Dwayne Haskins as your backup. Right. Yeah. Which is hey, great. Pigbird loves Dak. So he he's signing off on my quarterbacks. All right. So my running backs. Let me pull this back up. I'm sorry. I locked myself out. My running backs are Zeke, Gibson, Gaskin. Latavius Murray is one of my one of my guys this year. I kind of like him because of the touchdown upside. Yeah. Um, Habard and Bernard. So what do you think there? I, I, I think it's deep, but I lack the star power. That's my take. It's best ball. Some of you will pop off. If CMC goes down, Habar is going to be a running back one, without a doubt. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. All right, wide receivers, and I'm going to take a couple more. Uh, Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Jarvis Landry, Waddle, and Hardman. We already talked about most of them. Thomas is a little scary, depending on who the quarterback is. Godwin's as safe as it gets. So I I think I did okay there for best ball. And then my tight ends. Dallas Goddard and your guy Blake Jarwin. I like Blake. So I'm not deep there. We think, think we more. need some we need we need some more work there. All right. So th- so that's our best ball teams for this week. We're focused again on underdog. Um, you know, you could get into underdog for as little as three dollars. They have a a a tournament that's given away, I think, a million dollars for $25 buy-in. But that's where everything is right now. The dynasty startups are slowing down a little bit. Rookie drafts mostly are over. Underdog's where it's at right now. So 
take a look. Hit Nick up if you have any questions about any of it, okay? All right, Nick. So the big football news this week was Julio Jones. Yep. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the microphone. Talk as long as you can without passing out uh, about how this impacts both teams and what players you think it impacts for fantasy. Well, first off, Atlanta. I mean, you just lost Julio. That's a big, big, big subtraction. Uh, I think I read today that Ridley had minor foot surgery, which is a little concerning, but I think he'll be fine. Kyle Pitts is going to go to the moon. He's going to be talked in the second, third, fourth rounds come redraft season. He's going to the moon. Uh, Let me ask you a question, though. Do you mean to the moon with production or to the moon in your draft? In the draft, at least. Yeah. I think he's going to get overhyped, and I think everyone's going to talk him up, uh, especially when the tight end market's very thin. Um, so, Matt Ryan, so you got a downgrade. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out my projection to you for mm-hmm. him as a rookie. Okay. Let's go with 75 targets, 60 catches, 800 Higher. yards. Higher. Six touchdowns. Higher. Higher targets. Higher across the board. 80, 90 targets. Okay. That he's, he's the wide receiver, too. I mean, Russell Gage is there, but he's not a solidified player. Kyle Pitts is going to get the attention. They drafted him for a reason. Let, let me give you a quick stat on Russell Gage that I just looked up and, and kind of caught me off, off guard. A lot of people are saying Russell Gage is the guy to go for now because of the Julio Jones trade. Last year... With Julio Jones, he had 50 yards per game average, six targets, and he scored two touchdowns. 50 yards on six targets with two touchdowns. When Julio was out of the lineup, 49 yards per game, five targets per game, and two touchdowns. So no difference. So what's he going to do this year? That. 50 yards per game, yep. six targets per game, and two touchdowns. He's a nice late flyer right, in right, ball, so but I wouldn't overdraft him. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. I, would, I wouldn't overdraft him. Yeah, he's getting Basing overdrafted now. So. Nah, I'm good. And then you flip to Tennessee. Um, I think Derrick Henry's the big beneficiary because they can't stack the box. Mm-hmm. They're going to go over the top unique, of A.J. Brown. That's a unique thought because everybody else is saying the opposite. No, they can't Everybody stack the box. Everybody else is Tannehill, Tannehill, Tannehill. No. Mm-hmm. I think A.J. Brown's a great best ball player, too, because Julio's never been healthy. He's always been injured. So I think A.J. Brown's still – I mean, slight downgrade, but I still think he's going to be a top-tier guy. But Derrick Henry, I think, gets a boost. That's obviously Ryan Tannehill, but definitely Henry. I, I love it, man. You couldn't have said that better to me – to for me, at least – I mean, I, I, you guys know I got a, a, a flag of the Dolphins behind me. I know a lot about Tannehill. I've watched him my, my, you know, his whole career. I, I was happy they drafted him. It didn't work out. It, it was maybe the gaze factor. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yep. But his, his skill set is running the ball, designed runs, not scrambling like Lamar, mm-hmm. designed runs, and he throws a great, great, deep ball he's best in small samples of 18 games last year including the playoffs he had 13 times where he made 30 or less attempts and he only had three 300 yard games all year but this team went far 
they made it to the conference finals. Like this was one of the best teams in the AFC. And now they're adding a piece like Julio Jones. Why would they change anything in this offense? They ran I, 49, 49% of the time last year running plays. Why are they going to change this? They're not. They're not. I, I, I think honestly, in my opinion, Corey Davis and Julio Jones have similar games, but Julio Jones is uniquely talented. Like he's transcendent and Corey mm-hmm. Davis is not. They're both great downfield blockers. They're, they're complete receivers. I, I think that Julio Jones is going to compliment AJ Brown the same way that Corey Davis did. And I think AJ Brown is going to the moon. I think he's going to have a huge season. I think Derek Henry is going to have a huge season. I think Julio Jones is going to be himself and Tannehill is going to be himself. I'm not looking for any of this. Keep in mind how many targets were vacated by Jonu Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Ferkser's a good, a good receiver. He's a good blocker too. He's not replacing Jonu Smith's targets. No, he's a tight end right? too. Those are going to be replaced by Julio Jones and AJ is going to do him. And Derrick Henry's going to do him. So I don't think there's that much change in this offense. I think you said it perfectly. I think Derrick Henry is the beneficiary of all this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Andy likes what he hears, right? Absolutely. I, I know you're a Derrick Henry guy, so. Yeah, yeah. It's, and I feel the same way that Nick did. They're, they're not going to be able to stack the box. And, you know, they're they're built. that team's built to run. I mean, they're going to pound the ball with him. The line is uh, great. And I'm looking forward to it. All right, cool, cool. All right, so let, let's get to Nick's comfort zone so he leaves with a smile on his face <laughs> because there's a lot of positivity about the Jets. For once. For once. A lot of positive talk. <sighs> Pigbird talked about Elijah Moore before. Yeah. There's a lot of other things. Why don't we start with the wide receivers, Nick? Yeah, Elijah Moore, is he looks special. Uh, I mean, at his ceiling, he could be an Antonio Brown or he could be a Debo Samuel. I mean, that's a that's best-case scenario. Kid looks awesome in camp. Him and Zach Wilson are going to grow together, and he's going to be a problem this year. I think Crowder is not in the team come the uh, beginning of the year. I think they rework the contract where he gets cut. I don't think they're going to find a trade partner at that salary because teams will know they just re-sign him for a cheaper price. Um, but I think Elijah Moore to the moon. I think he's going to be a fantastic double-digit uh, redraft pick, and he's the best player in OTAs right now, they're saying. We stole him in the draft, too. We, you know, oh, stole. They, they were going to take yeah. They were going to take him at 23. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they were saying. So, let's just steal. All right. So, so what do you think is going to happen with Crowder? I think he, I think he gets cut. I, I think the Jets him. are grooming. I think I love them, but I think the Jets yeah. are grooming more to be the wide receiver this, this three, the slot man. Um, I think he's due 11 million this year. And um, the Jets are looking at Mogan Morris. Um, Steve Nelson, the corner from Pitt, he's still available. So they do have holes they still have to fill. So I could see them cutting Crowder and signing a Moses or a uh, corner. I would love that Moses pick. Mm-hmm. That would be phenomenal, yeah. especially with Beckton having the uh, health concerns. I think that would be a nice fill-in. It wouldn't be that much of a drop-off. I think he was the sixth-best graded uh, right tackle uh, last season on PFF. Wow. All right. All right, so let's talk about the running game for a few minutes then. There's some word out of camp that Tevin Coleman might be the best fit for the offense right now. Yeah, he is. He is. He's from the system. It's a Shanahan offense. He played there last year. I think he signed there two years ago. 
but Michael Carter is going to be the one that's going to take it over. They were going to take uh, they're going to take Carter in the third round before they trade it back and um, mm-hmm. the very Tucker trade. Yeah, so again, think, that was, you think he's a four down back, like a, a three down? I don't back? think I don't think he's uh, a three down uh, back. Uh, I, mean, uh, I think uh, I think Ty Johnson compliments him very well. Yeah. And Johnson looked great last year. Yeah. I, I like him too. I, I think that uh, what Jeff was talking about when we were talking about possibly grabbing one of the big backs in the draft, uh, Jeff's like, you know, don't waste your time on a, a back. They're going to run out yep. of steam anyway. By the time you're good, just build what, what you got, build the line. That's exactly what the Jets are doing. Yeah. Barry Tucker. Barry Tucker's yep. a, a pro bowler. Yep. Yep. Bold. <laughs> it's bold. 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 All right. All right. So. So, so what, what, what do you think then? I, I kind of take myself back to last year when last year was one of the best years for rookie running backs that we've seen in a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. The only one that really popped off <clears throat> early was CEH who had yeah. a great first week and then kind of fell to the back of the line, but Taylor Dobbins, Swift, Swift. Gibson, they all took a little yeah. while to develop. So yeah. I think this yeah. coach speak about Tevin Tevin Coleman is probably you know it, it might be a good DFS play early on FanDuel where it's not where where it's not a PPR. Yeah, I, I I think Tevin Coleman might be productive early, but we're gonna see Michael Carter eventually yep. take over the backfield. You pre- feel pretty safe with that? Yeah, Col- Coleman's injury prone too, which is a problem. He's a he's okay. a best ball guy, a best another best ball guy. I got him in round yep. fourteen. Uh, you know he's going to hit a couple home runs, and you know when he doesn't do anything, I'm going to use him. So. Yeah. All right. I want to I want to talk about one question. The chat's blowing up with a lot of questions, but we got a question about Darrington Evans. Uh, he's one. Nick is he one of these guys? You know he's a handcuff to Derrick Henry. Is he one of these guys that we look at as a potential RB1 if the opportunity happens? I don't think so. I think they go to more of a passing offense if Henry goes down. Yeah, so oh. going going back to where we were, that's the situation where they go away from the 48%, 49% running mm-hmm. game, and, and they go forward with uh, throw more. Air, air assault. Okay, yep. I like that. All right, Nick, anything else about football you want to talk about before we get out of here? That's it. I think um, I was listening to Sirius XM the other night, uh, sitting in traffic in North Jersey, and uh, they brought they brought what up a very good new? they brought up a very good point. Um, Cam Akers last year started the season very slow, and oh, that was uh, another one. Yeah, yeah, guys, that's another guy. Yeah, guys, yeah. guys are dropping him left and right, trading him. They gave up on him, and then mid season, late season, he picked up and he exploded. Um, I think this year you're going to see guys like Trey Sermon potentially be that kind of running back. He gets drafted high, and then. He fills in that role mid to late season, so he might be one of somebody want to you know stash. Garrett Dokes, baby, Garrett Dokes. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seventh round. <laughs> All right, man. That's a great point, man. We we didn't we didn't even uh really re- really touch on that that much. Great point. All right, a uh, little bit of an announcement. After today, we're going to be moving to Sundays. Um. We got a couple of personal things going on, work things going on, whatever. So we're going to be going on Sundays at 7.30 for the next four or five weeks. That includes Father's Day. We will be here. That includes 4th of July. We will be here. We cannot promise you what our state of 
toxication or intoxication is going to be on those days. But we're going to be here having fun on Sundays at 7.30 for the next couple of weeks. Fireball. Oh, fireball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, so that said, please, guys, we I, I like I said, I'm going to tweet out the new charity of the week, which is the Eric Legrand uh, run to believe walk to believe. I'll tweet that out as soon as I, we get off the air right now. Please give a donation. There's not a stack attack specific one like last week. Um, but that's important to us, man. We're going to do this every week. We got another one lined up for next week and the week after and the week after. I don't know what's what we got more of more charities of the week or I got Hawaiian shirts ready to go. So we'll find out. Please, please, no. Let, let, let's do it. Let's do it. Woo. Hey, <laughs> hey, and congrats to Pigbird, man. And I just happened to be wearing a parrot shirt today. Boom. So congrats to Pig Bird again. I'm happy to join you in the in the Scott Fishbowl. I hope you're in my division. I think we're getting division um, assignments within the next week or so. Congrats to Scott Fish, who was named the the uh, the game changer of the year for the fantasy yeah. industry, which is the Matthew Berry Award. Man, proud of that, man. I'm proud to be a part of that. I don't know Scott personally, just a little bit of interaction through Twitter here and there, but I'm proud to be associated with him. I'm proud to be in the league. Nick, I know you feel the same. Andy, yeah. you'll get there. Absolutely. We're getting you there. We'll get I there. Promise, I promise you, you're going to get there. <laughs> it, it's it, it's going to happen. All right. All right. Um, you guys got anything intelligent you want to say before we get out of here? We'll start yeah. with Nick. What do you got, nope. man? I'm nothing. I'm going to go fade. <laughs> all right. I got two. I got two things then. Uh, first of all, um, our uh, old school uh, segment here is uh, I bring up a guy who helped me oh, yeah. in the past. Yeah. Uh, who I uh, absolutely love. Uh, in 2002, I spent $2 in an auction draft for Odalis Perez, uh, traded to the Dodgers. Uh, he wound up having 15 wins for $2, a 3.00 ERA. A 0.99 whip, and he was must-watch TV for me on the West Coast. I was watching him on the Baseball Network every 10 o'clock start. He was, was great for me. Helped me uh, win. All right, and then the second thing I want to bring up is the craziest thing I, I noticed, and I, I told uh, Jeff about this during the week, is that uh, this guy, uh, has anyone looked at Yasmani Grandal's uh, stat line? Uh, the guy has like a, a 400 on base percentage, and he's batting like 150. Uh, and half of his, more than half his hits are home runs. It's just the weirdest absolute line. So, I mean, I don't know how people are, are lasting with him batting 150, but he gets on base all the time. It's like hit, uh, home run, walk, or strikeout. It's crazy. But he has 45 walks over uh, and more walks than strikeouts. It's crazy. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys, this has been a lot of fun. we got to let Nick go uh, – Pass out, uh, blow his nose, yeah. whatever it might yeah. be. All yep. right. Guys, please reach out to us on Twitter. We're always available. Nick doesn't put his phone down. I try not to. And, you know, Andy tries to text every now and then. I don't know. I don't even know. He's at and Mimi on Twitter at AMAC22NJ. This guy at JTrella20. Trevor, you're not even here today. I produced this all by myself. I did it, man. Thank you for all you do, guys. Yep. Appreciate everybody. Pig Bird, congratulations. Congrats. I'll reach out to you in a few minutes. Thank you, guys, man. Let's take right. it out, man. Peace. Oh, there you go.